the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Uh, now, uh, for the next part, you're going to have me only, and I'm going to do some recaps with you. I want to entertain some of the questions that are worth entertaining, by the way. So if you're coming here to just to play the fool, if you're coming here to think like you can be a clown, I'll call you out publicly and everybody will enjoy at least uh, how I'm going to describe you or enjoy at least the fact that we're going to block you. So if you want to have that honor, absolutely, this is the place for you. And if you have multiple accounts, guess what? I love it because we're flushing you out. That's what I call it. You are revealing to us your secrets, dirty secrets in this case. And we are just going to help YouTube actually block you because they're not going to do the job for us, actually. We will do it for them. So here is what we are going to be doing in the next uh, 24 minutes. I am going to start another live stream. And then we are going to basically uh, entertain questions, and I'll keep sharing about some of the updates of things that have been done so far and upcoming stuff that we will be working on. So this is the conclusion then of our uh, podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And now uh, I'd like to welcome all of you uh, into our second part of our uh, live stream. And if you are listening to us on radio, this is part two uh, of our podcast, Let Us Reason, Last time, we had Brother Mill, who did an excellent job comparing the seerah or the biography of Muhammad or some of the stories related to Muhammad and presenting him as a hero to a mythical story called, for instance, Lord of the Rings, and began to show the, uh, from, I think, Joseph Campbell, he says, uh, work, began to show 12 elements that made the Lord of the Rings story to be a mythical story and how Muhammad's story also fits uh, these elements. Uh, the fact that Muhammad basically uh, was persecuted, the fact that he has to flee, the fact that he has to return as a hero, and so on and so, and so, on and so forth. So this is the kind of stuff that I enjoy doing, but we will have also Brother Mel come back again uh, in the near future uh, to continue with, uh, you know, presenting some of his uh, research concerning the, uh, basically, the historical criticism of Islam, and specifically Muhammad as a character and the life of Muhammad. So what are we going to be doing uh, right now? First, like I said, I would like uh, to begin to examine or look at least at some questions that worth interacting with. And as I'm doing this, I'll keep updating you on things that have been done. So I would love to ask uh, uh, our uh, amazing uh, team here if they don't mind spotting a question for me or if they like to scroll back up if uh, we missed one. But uh, all that to say 
is that we are here uh, to try to entertain some questions from you. Uh, hopefully, these questions are relevant to some of the topics that we've been uh, covering. Uh, for instance, we talked about Ramadan yesterday. We talked about fasting from a, our Islamic background. I had two former Muslims with me, daughter of Christ and brother Nasser. So if you have questions about that, let us know. We talked with uh, also uh, David Wood about uh, Ramadan as a feast versus fasting. And even we brought up the topic of jihadis, capitalizing actually on increasing their jihadi activities during Ramadan. Uh, David used to do a, uh, a video series called Ramadan Bamathan intentionally because he wants to show you that during this so-called holy month, which by the way, the Quran never said that, that Ramadan is a holy month, actually the activities of killing others and fighting them increases. You can always get updates from a website called Islam, the religion of peace. Uh, or, uh, I mean, actually, it's called thereligionofpeace.com. Uh, speaking about Islam, it talks about daily, uh, you know, terror activities that are committed by jihadis. And then we had uh, also Brother Anthony Rogers, who did, as always, his uh, amazing uh, uh, exegesis of the scripture to show us in this time the deity of Christ. We call it Christology or Mark's Christology, meaning the divinity of Christ from the Gospel of Mark. And that was extremely important for us to focus on simply because people sometimes assume that outside of the Gospel of John, you're really unable to prove that Jesus is divine uh, in the other synoptic Gospels. Better yet, if you don't even go to the uh, outside of the New Testament, you cannot even prove that Jesus is divine. In other words, if you go to Old Testament, you are going to be stuck with a completely different Messiah or a promise of a Messiah, not to mention, of course, the idea that there is no Trinity and so on and so forth. All that to say is that we will do series like this with Anthony Rogers and Sam Shimon and others to debunk these false claims and to equip the saints to, better, uh, to be better off, at least in not only refuting, but defending our faith and our doctrines. Um, okay, so uh, if we have any questions, they, they told me that they are going to uh, superimpose those questions for me. So what have we done this year? Well, first of all, we've done amazing, amazing, you know, remodel to our studio. In fact, I'm hoping that sometimes today we will do the behind the scene, maybe for a few minutes to show you what's going on. Uh, 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 super, super basically advanced uh, control room. I'm so thankful for the team, by the way. I, I never really push anyone to do anything. They are so graciously always thinking about enhancements and improvement. An amazing set that you can see behind me. Amazing guest speakers, of course, that we bring with us. And now we even have the capability of zooming them in. And if you've been watching some of our live streams with uh, those who were not in studio with me, none, none of them was, you almost get the feel that they are at least sitting next to me because we're trying to set it up as if it's a newsroom, as somebody commented yesterday. And that's exactly the intent behind what we're doing. So that's what's been going on. And we're always looking for ways, by the way, to continue to advance and enhance and improve. We're not going to settle with whatever we're doing because we want to always give you the cutting edge uh, when it comes to technology and equipment and uh, camera work, videography, audio, setting, you name it. In fact, right now we are in the midst of initial discussions to plan for maybe 
an online conference being set up right here from our studio versus the one that I've done last year. We may end up doing both, doing the one that I've done last year and doing another special one from here from the studio. So we're exploring these ways. Uh, uh, the, these ways. Why, would, why do we want to do this? Here's why, folks. Uh, I mean, I told you this before. I'm going to say it again. We want Sierra International cha- Channel to be your hub to come and learn. You want to learn about apologetic? Wear your spot. You want to learn about historical criticism of Islam? We would like to be your stop shop for that. You want to learn about uh, things specific related to, uh, for instance, the Quranic manuscripts? We want to be that stop shop for you. You want to learn about tools to use to engage with Muslims and also to at least refute arguments? We want to be that location for you, that station. If you want to learn about how to understand the scripture, we want to be there for you. In fact, I do messages and sermons, and uh, we have even our own online church called the King's Church, where we have our own uh, you know, YouTube channel. We welcome you to, of course, subscribe to it, but we have that kind of stuff and capabilities, and we do things in Arabic. For instance, in the last at least couple of trips, uh, we've been recording a lot of Arabic uh, material. We've been getting requests, actually, to go and do many of these amazing material that we've been doing, for instance, with uh, uh, Day, uh, Jay Smith, uh, with Sam Shamoun and others, making it available for Arab speakers, whether from a Christian background or from a Muslim background, and even for Muslim seekers. So I've done a number of shows. For instance, I've done an Arabic show, or at least we began to record a show called Q&A with Al-Fadi, where we take an argument in a form of a question by a Muslim, and then we refute that argument or respond to it. That's also an amazing tool to help those upcoming apologists or those who are former Muslims followers of Jesus in the Arab world to be able to use these responses to refute Islamic arguments, engage with their family and friends in these discussions, be equipped to know where we believe in what we believe in. Another one Arabic show that we're working on is to take everything that I'm doing with uh, Jay Smith concerning the historical criticism of Islam, Mecca, Qibla, and also I started at least working on the textual criticism of the Quran by focusing on the early Quranic manuscript. You'll be surprised, folks, how many Muslims have no clue where to even look at a Quranic manuscript, not to mention the history of the Quranic manuscript, not to mention that there are corrections that are made to the Quranic manuscripts. In fact, uh, just in the last couple of days, I showed our audience when when actually it's going to be published, uh, you know, which we have a uh, a Facebook page, by the way, called Nahj As-Sabil, Nahj As-Sabil. And uh, we'll make sure that uh, we uh, put these descriptions and links on uh, the description boxes for this particular live stream where we are... Uh, Publishing our Arabic videos on an average of once a month, our hope is to build a backlog to allow us to do once a week. That's the goal, but we are still in the early stages of doing so. I challenged our Muslim viewers who will be watching it to ask themselves this question. We have manuscript to show evidence of entire verses that have been deleted. Entire verses. How do we know that they were deleted? Because the manuscript shows evidence of deletion, but also what we're reading today is only what is left out of that deleted manuscript. So you have the word before things were deleted and the word after, and they were conjoined together. In other words, big sections been taken out. Who is making these decisions? Why are they making these decisions? 
I thought the Quran is preserved. I thought the Quran is not corrupted. I thought the Quran was revealed from heaven. Was the Quran revealed from heaven with that bigger section or the smaller section? The unedited version or the edited version? Who decided that the edited version is the inspired word of Allah? You see, these are the kind of things that we are doing to try to help our Muslim friends. As we are speaking, I am looking also to see if there is anything worth uh, elaborating on. And on top of this, uh, I've also done uh, an Arabic show just to show to the Arab-speaking Muslims and the Arab world that the Apostle Paul is actually endorsed by Islamic sources. Why do I bring up the Apostle Paul? Well, if you're engaged with Muslims, you know always Paul is the fall guy for any accusations. That he's accused of inventing the Trinity. He's accused of inventing his own version of Christianity. I love it when English-speaking Muslims say the Pauline Christianity. Whatever. That's my answer to it. And there is another Greek word I like to use when I hear things like that. It's called baloney. Okay? So, all that to say is that we want to educate our Arab-speaking Muslims, but at the same time, you all know my passion is for the English-speaking Muslims who don't have a clue what the Arab Islamic sources, Arabic Islamic sources say. So we're here to serve you free, by the way. We're not charging people. I discovered that there are channels uh, sometimes and websites that charge people actually to have access to some material. You know what? We're having it available for you. When we're asking you to support us, we're not telling you you have to. We're encouraging you. We want to serve the Lord faithfully, and we want to glorify his name. And in doing so, we want to help you get over that hump called Islam and come over to Jesus. Only Christ can set you free. Now, let me stop here, and um, I'm going to start looking. So somebody's asking, Aisha is saying, where do I publish my Arabic videos? Like I said, I for now, we're publish, publishing the Arabic videos on a Facebook page called Nahj As-Sabil. We'll make sure the link is available. We're working with the team, this team in the Middle East, to also begin to utilize my Arabic YouTube channel. We have a channel in Arabic, by the way. It has, I think, about 17 or 18 videos. And it's the translation, the Arabic translation of Sira International called Qanat As-Sira Ad-Dawliya. If you speak in Arabic, that's why I'm saying it in Arabic for those who can understand it. You'll find it. And we're still in the process of figuring out how we can promote it in a, um, uh, I should say, in a way that uh, can draw people to it. Now, uh, one of the amazing thing about the team that I work with, at least here uh, in the English stuff, they're the one who helped me with the Arabic uh, channel, by the way. We don't believe in promoting our work by paying Facebook and YouTube and Google and bringing false, basically, characters just to, co- uh, you know, just to show that we have that many views. No, no, no. We want every single thing to be organic. What do I mean? Real conversations, real followers real subscribers, real friends of our Facebook page. By the way, my Facebook page have 5,000 friends all the time. Even when we drop one or two, when we block them, we allow others. There's a long list of people. I think the last I looked at, it's, it's more than 100 requests to be friends. But you can always follow my personal f- Facebook page, alfadi.sira. Here's another thing you can do. You can always follow my other uh, uh, page called The Alfadi. And we have a ministry page on Facebook called Sira International. 
We also have an online church page called The King's Church. And I have connections with a number of groups on Facebook. Then we have our YouTube channel, Zero International, where we highly encourage you to subscribe to it. Guess what? Yesterday we hit 65,000. And it seemed like in the next couple of days, we may even hit 66,000. Folks, we started it 2020, back in January of 2020, before the COVID uh, you know, pandemic hit, with about 26,000 subscribers. We came a long way, a long way uh, to where we are today. And we started it this year with about 53 to 54,000 subscribers just in January of 2021. So we're thankful for all the work that this amazing team is doing. Thankful for you for spreading this information around, for encouraging people to subscribe to us. One of the things that you know that I do almost on a weekly basis, which is my own live stream that I do from our home office studio, where I bring amazing people like Sam Shamoon. We do a lot of late nighters, Q&A with Sam Shamoon. I'll start doing also a Q&A with Anthony Rogers. And uh, we are going to bring in a number of ex-Muslims to continue with our series on ex-Muslims sharing their journey to Christ. So these are some of the updates that I wanted to share with all of you, whether you're listening to us on radio at Let Us Reason podcast or you are watching right now. With that in mind, let me see if there are any questions. David Medina, you're saying the Quran claims that Jesus did not actually die. It's just appeared that way in chapter 4, verse 157. In the Bible, Jesus says that one who claims that Jesus would not die on the cross is none other than Satan himself. Well, uh, that, that is that is true statement about, uh, of course, uh, Jesus, of course, rebuked his apostles. In fact, he rebuked Peter when uh, he told the Lord, uh, you know, uh, heaven forget, heaven forbid, Lord, that uh, something like this would happen to you. And Jesus looked at him and says, get behind me, Satan. In other words, it's Satan, as our brother is saying here, is on who is trying to thwart that idea. Satan even tried, by the way, when he entered into Judas to try to thwart the plan of God uh, when they were at the upper room uh, celebrating the past, uh, Passover feast in John 13. You read about that, and also you can read about it in the other Synoptic Gospels. All that to say is that, amazingly, the Quran that claims to be sent by the same God and that uh, it was revealed to the false prophet of Islam through an angel called Gabriel. Somehow Gabriel forgot about everything in the Bible and began to give false accounts. Now, I did an entire video series. I can't remember how many. I want to say close to 20 videos on refuting this one lonely, sorry verse in the Quran in chapter 4, verse 157, that makes this outrageous claim that Jesus was never crucified, I would show that even the structure of a verse is laughable, actually. Doesn't even refute uh, the crucifixion, not to mention, of course, the debacle in that verse, as always, as always, of course. What do you expect? When you go there, that's all you're going to expect, obviously. And then we did the same thing in Arabic because intentionally I wanted our Arab Muslims to benefit from the same material because they don't have the capacity, unfortunately, to go to resources and ask questions because they're going to be intimidated by this uh, authority. They are going to be attacked. They are going to be threatened. So we want to give them a safe haven to do so. Uh, and Ryan... Our amazing moderator says, Al-Fadi, can I ask a question? Absolutely. If the devil is locked up in hell, why is there evil around still? And why do they go and stone him? Yeah, so 
Uh, Anne is talking actually about uh, an interesting event that takes place during the um, uh, the great pilgrimage, the fifth pillar of Islam. That's the mega pilgrimage, you know, or the bigger pilgrimage. We have a minor and a major one. And it takes about uh, 10 days, give or take, between the arrival and the celebration of Eid uh, al-Adha, which is the uh, feast of uh, sacrifice uh, to commemorate what Abraham was going to do with his son. And then uh, they go to Mecca uh, they, after they slaughter, of course, the uh, lamb, and they then go back to a place called Mina. And for three days, if they can do that, or they can ask someone to do it on their behalf, believe it or not, they go to a pillar and they stone that pillar seven times with seven pieces of stone. Now, there are so many theories ab about this, but the idea is that Satan has been locked in there and they're stoning him because he's the cause of their misery. A little that they forgot that the God of Islam is the author of that misery. But then they, they, if you say why, they'll say, well, with, when Abraham was taking his son on a three-day journey, interesting, you know, but that's exactly what the Bible says, that Satan was trying to entice him not to do this and sacrifice his son. So he was stoning him. And now it's being done to commemorate this. Now, uh, Jay Smith uh, recently have done a video to show that it used to be one pillar, but then they added three. I mean, one theory is that one pillar doing it three days in a row, making three now to kind of like help people at least space it out a little bit. So that's my answer to that. It's an act of idolatry, to say the least. I have about three minutes left for my radio podcast, folks, but I'll stay around after we conclude that. So let me see if there's any other question. Uh, CTDTX, well, that's a full mouthful of names, by the way. Uh, Al-Fadi, can you put your future glasses, think out loud, that all this research about Petra, which is, you know, original Mecca possibly, and doubts about existence of Muhammad between 570 and 632 will lead us to where? Absolutely. Here is what it will lead us to. We need to start publishing officially articles to show that these findings can lead to an entirely different history about Islam. And in doing so, more and more Muslims will flock out of Islam and come to Christ. You see why your role is important, CT? You can spread the knowledge. You can share it on your Facebook page. Or you can share it on your YouTube channel. You can share it with other trusted friends. And that's how more and more Muslims will become more challenged. That's why I'm getting requests to do it in Arabic, because apparently some Muslims heard about it and they want to know more. But now I am a former Muslim from Saudi who shared with them. If you somebody who is not a former Muslim from Saudi, for instance, or from the Arab world, they can start casting doubts about him. But we want them to have access to these things. Still have two minutes left. Let me see if there is any more questions. Maddie Andrews saying, in your opinion, was Muhammad based on a real person? Or complete myth. I would say, this is my opinion. There was a person, whether his name was Muhammad or not, because you can argue that Muhammad is a title, actually, not just a name. And maybe this person wasn't really whom we have, uh, we think he is today. The character has been embellished, started it something totally different than what we have today. Or maybe uh, he did some of the things, but not all of the things. So that's where I come from, because it's hard really to discount completely the existence of a character that supposedly people have followed. Now, that's where the research of Mel and the work that we're doing, uh, you know, with the Dr. J. Smith will come in handy. So that's my answer to that. Um, let me see if there's any more questions. Um, 
you know, so so uh, thank you very much uh, for the Golden Valley information. So I cannot be deceived by Muslims. Uh, that's a black stone kisser. Uh, okay, I like your name. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the idea. Really, I mean, I'm not doing this for us just to refute Muslims, but hopefully that for you to share with Muslims and see if you can reason with them. Um, Ashuristan saying, Al-Fadi, did the pre-Islamic Arabs really kill their baby daughters? You know what? It's not just the pre-Islamic Arabs. There is so many stories about other dynasties that did this. So whether that happened or not, you know, that's not the case, uh, you know, to argue. Uh, That doesn't make Muhammad to be a true prophet anyway, because I know where you're coming from. Uh, You know, probably you've heard a Muslim telling you that this is why God sent Muhammad to rescue these baby kills. And if he did this, if indeed it happened, good for him. But that doesn't make him a true prophet in the first place. So that's why we want to be careful with that. With that in mind, I want you to hang tight and wait a little bit. I'm going to conclude our podcast. This is Al-Fadi, and this is the conclusion of this week's podcast of Let Us Reason. That was a recap of things that has been done so far by way of improvements, enhancements, and also publications and production of new video series. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to our channel, Sierra International, and consider to become a Patreon patron. As always, we thank you for your hard work. This is Al-Fadi over and out. God bless you all. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.